my name is Ginger Ricks. My husband Montel and I have a blended family with three kids. After working in various industries over the last 20 years, I'm a full-time mom now. But how many of you know that whether you work in the field or not at all, you're not just a mom. We women, we wear many hats. And this isn't dress rehearsal either. It's real life, real people, real stories here on The Tripod Mom. So hey everyone, we are here this evening with one of my favorite people and guests, my husband, Montel Ricks. How's it going everybody? Let's do this. Taking my shirt off. It's hot in here. (laughs) Well, luckily it's just us so I can see your sexy body. (laughs) That's right. No dad bod November. Um, So yeah, actually, thanks for reminding me. One of the cool things that I wanted to kind of throw in there is that my husband just started a podcast with several of his friends called... Don't Be A Weak Daddy. (laughs) But uh, we're not taking over today, but yeah, follow us at Don't Be A Weak Daddy. Today it's all about tripod mom and... uh, Co-parenting. And co-parenting. Yeah. So the topic of today, like we said, co-parenting, and I kind of want to be a little more specific with my husband because we had previously tried to record this episode and had some really difficult, you know, technical issues. So we had, this is take two basically. Um, But initially we talked about co-parenting and also being a step-parent, but tonight, honey, I think I just want to talk with you about actually... Uh, co-parenting and what that relationship looks like for us and maybe any advice that we can give people out there that are in the same kind of situation with being a blended family okay all right cool let's jump into it let's do it so um why don't we start off by telling everyone how we met you can give like the short version your version all right super short (laughs) uh limited version we both had um Uh, Mutual friends uh, working at the company that we used to work at. My friend was her boss. He used to try to hook us up. I wasn't interested. She wasn't interested. And then several years later, we (laughs) reconnected through the company that I was working with and started to hang out um, one summer day because it was really hot and we had arranged, well, I had arranged a bonfire with my crew. And at the last minute, everybody pulled out. And so, like I said, it was really hot that week. Montel and I just said, hey, you know, do you still want to go to the beach? Because, like, it's really hot. Like, I'm down to go if you're down to go. So we ended up going. And the rest is history, I guess. Because from that one summer day, we ended up falling in love. (laughs) Um, Sometime down the road. But anywho. Yep. Um... Did you know that I had a son anytime while we were friends? Yeah, we were Facebook friends. You would post stuff um, about your son. So yeah, I, I knew you had a son. Okay, cool. And fast forward to when we were dating. I mean, early on, he was in the picture. But how did you feel, you know, coming into a relationship with me with a little person? Well, early on, I was, sheesh, maybe like 21, 22 I didn't want any kids at all. I didn't want to have kids of my own. I, my mind frame back then, I wouldn't date anyone with a kid. And then, you know, situations change. Yeah, situations change. uh, Scenarios change. So, um, 
yeah, that, that's my thoughts. But I wasn't really thinking about being a step parent or the fact that you had a kid. It was just more so, um, again, I'm interested in the person and we'll cross the rest of those lines if it gets serious or if anything, you know, comes about from dating. Yeah. Because for me, on my part, it was something that I thought about a lot, not just, you know, dating you, but since I had TJ, I had thought of what it looked like to date with a son, because I really had not dated anybody since I had him. Right. Um, And one of the things that I wanted to do was protect him from any potential relationship that could go bad. So I didn't really introduce him to you as a boyfriend, I think, until I knew that it was pretty, like, understood that you knew that I wasn't just dating for fun. Like, if I was going to bring anybody around my kid, you know, you could be Montel and I could be Ginger and we could be friends and you could hang out with TJ all the time. That wasn't a problem. But romantically that changed, you know, the relationship and I just wanted to keep him safe because, you know, I didn't want you to be in his life one minute and to get attached and then, you know, you leave the relationship. So just kind of making that clear on my end, like it was definitely something that I thought about because I I wanted to keep him in a good space and and not have to worry about his emotional distress if you were to leave. So I think for us, we talked about that, um, you know, early on. Yeah, which is smart and, you know, reasonable and understandable as a parent. Yeah. But I think a lot of parents sometimes don't even think about that. You know, they just kind of casually date and have children. Hey, you know, this is your uncle so-and-so. And and it's like, okay, but he's here one day and gone the next. So anyways, that that wasn't my stilo. Like, I, I wasn't that type of woman with, you know, TJ at all. I definitely thought meticulously about who I brought around him when it came to romantic relationships. Um, Back to, okay, so the first time you met TJ's dad, like, what were your thoughts now about meeting the other guy, the other parent? I don't remember. No, I I remember. I remember getting out of the car and introducing myself to him. Uh, didn't get into details about who I was or anything, but just, you know, shook his hand as a man. And, um, you know, I wasn't thinking about like baby daddy drama or this is going to be my enemy. I'm a pretty peaceful person and I don't really, you know, get into messy situations like that or put myself in those situations. So in my mind, I was just, you know, one simple job. I'll shake his hand, meet him and you know, just take it interaction by interaction. And and that's that, you know? Yeah. I remember being a little bit nervous about that because you had said, I think you met him at one of the drop-offs or pickups. Like we were picking TJ up or dropping him off and you were like, Oh, I'm going to go talk to him real quick. And I was like, what? Like why? And, um, I actually really admired you for that. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I, I think I've told you that before, but, and then, so fast forward to when we became really serious and, and thinking about marriage, you did something kind of unconventional and approached him about that. Like, tell us what that was like. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) which Um, also freaked me out, (laughs) but it it was great. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. We, we got in a, a fist fight. Uh, police are involved. No. That's <laughs> no, kidding. Uh, no, when I was going to propose, by then I had a, a, quite a bit of interactions with him. So 
Um, he is always cool. He's a stand-up dude. I get it. You guys... And, and when I talk to him, I just let him know, like, whatever happened with you guys isn't really any of my business. Of course, I'll find out details yeah. because, you know, we're dating. But um, because this is your ex-wife doesn't mean we have to be enemies or anything. He always approached me super cool. And I told him, you know, I'm going to propose, but also, you know, um, you know, just just man to man, not even like, I guess, bowing down, quote unquote, but. I felt like I should let him know because it, as a man, I didn't have any kids, but I was thinking if somebody was around my kid, I'd want to know, are they a weirdo? How are they treating my kid? Is this some kind of, you know, excuse my uh, language, you know, like some kind of like weird molester or like yeah. deadbeat, something like who the heck is around my kid? So because you guys are already doing drop-offs and, and interactions weekly with, with picking up TJ and stuff like that, I wanted to make sure that you know, he again, I, yeah, that he knew who I was and that I'll be doing or integrating myself into that aspect. And he was cool. He's like, yo, if you need help wedding planning, <laughs> if you need anything, you know, it's cool. And I really appreciate you, you know, um, talking to me about this, even though you didn't have to. And yeah. I think you'll be a good dad for TJ. And <laughs> then he said, you know, just know that, you know, um, you know, he, he, he calls my wife Momo. And then I don't want him to get confused. He's so little. So if he just calls you you know, Montel instead of dad, that's the only, you know, kind of boundary I would ask. So he, he was super cool about it. Yeah. And it's funny because you bring that up because I don't personally have an issue with uh, TJ calling Momo Momo or mom. Like in my eyes, like he does have two moms, you know, and I'm really blessed because she is such an upstanding mother. Yeah, she is. So, yeah, you know, but it was interesting to see him say that he didn't really feel that comfortable calling you dad, which wasn't really an issue for us because his whole life he had called you Montel and still to this day he does, you know, because that's what you've always been to him. Yeah, and his dad's in his life and active and present yeah. and like a really good father. So, I mean, I have no issue with him not calling me dad. I don't feel like less than or, you know, anything because of that. So, yeah, that's good because I think that there are some people who could take it to the extreme and be like offended by that. But, you know, you pick your battles. And for us, that wasn't really one of them. Um, What would you say has been like a challenge in in, you know, working with them as other parents and like how how would you say that we've had to navigate through some of those things i'd say uh from your perspective because it's different for me because you know that's my ex-husband you know so our relationship is different but you coming in as the quote-unquote step parent you know how do you voice your opinion or or come in what role do you play uh, I I don't know. I try to be as I won't say uh, men. I, I don't try to keep my involvement to a minimum, but I just try to not have unnecessary involvement. Like we all have a group chat. What's going on in school? Yeah. Pick up, drop off times. Like none of that is applicable to me at the moment. I won't jump in or you know say anything. Uh, it's always respectful, so it's never really anything too crazy i think the the hardest part is just adjusting because it's one week on one week off yeah working on so many different things being busy so it's like maybe i might connect with tj on the last day but it's like oh now it's friday and he's going back to his dad's house and um yeah i think i think just balancing and then also um with that 
boundary of interaction, just trying to be mindful of where I step in and where I don't step in. It's, it's still an awkward uh, place and just navigating through that. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> had some moments because we're still learning, guys. Like, you know, we still have to navigate through some of these situations that come up and um i think the biggest thing for us is like i said earlier choosing our battles like stuff that's minimal like we're not going to sit here I, i mean i've heard stories about parents who like literally fight over like the type of underwear that their kids wear back home you know oh you didn't send them back in the right draws like it's underwear like you know but for whatever reason, that may be a hot issue for them. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who's quarreling over like some of those smaller issues? Uh, same. Choose your battles and um, have your list of necessary versus unnecessary. Yeah. And and then when you do take those necessary steps or actions, like is it meaningful? Is it done in love? Is it done with the understanding of building? And ultimately, is it beneficial to the kid? Even though you're the parent in the house and, and your domain to run is the house, you still have responsibility to you know, keep it cordial and keep your kid's best interest in mind, which means like not bad-mouthing the other parent when not, they're not around or um, you know, any kind of that stuff. So build as much as possible and, and you know, try to be an ally as much as possible because really... Again, the goal is just raising the kid and raising them well, not just bickering back and forth to get prove what you point. consider a win. Yeah, yeah, or or like I said, prove a point. Yeah. It's like at the end of the day, you may win or they may win, but then the kid loses, right? So the kid is emotionally distressed now because they see all of the bickering and uh, contention between the families. All right. Um. <laughs> What would you say to parents who are experiencing that turmoil? Like maybe they have the other parent is even so far as like abusive to the child, whether it's physically or just verbally. Like what would you say to like a person who's stuck in that situation? Like how can they essentially like try to improve the relationship for the sake of the child when something is is so toxic well again the the goal of parenting is your child so if the other parent is abusive i'll say get involved um whether that's you having to battle the abusive parent your your job is still to protect your kid as a parent and then um if it's you know physically abusive or whatever do what you can as far as court or getting the police involved or, you know, whatever that entails to protect the kids specifically. And, yeah, have people around you also who aren't just going to take your side or feel the fire for you to go and be versus yeah. feel the fire for you to make responsible decisions and, like, conflict resolution. Yeah, it's funny you say that, too, because initially when TJ's dad and I split up, of course emotions are high, like you just, you know, separating and... Obviously, it wasn't like an idea situation. Like, here we are with this new baby. And I felt like people were, like, grabbing at him. Like, he was this object. Like, no, we got to have him. And, you know, no, I'm going to have him and things like that. And so one of the things that 
helped me just even get through that situation is putting his needs first. And one thing that I had said to myself is that TJ would be better off with both parents. And so like, if you're a parent out there that doesn't absolutely want the other parent in your child's life, like I would just challenge you, unless you're trying, like Montel said, to protect the child from some kind of harm or abuse, like psychologically when a child doesn't have one of the parents like they're they're trying to fill that gap with something else so it's really in the best interest and and that's why courts will always try to get both parents to stay in the children's lives it doesn't matter unless like i said that parent is physically harming or verbally harming you know um the kid they always want both parents and so they always want to make it work um but also whatever like maybe that's how your relationship is right now and you cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel like contentions are really high you can't even just look at the person they discuss you so much but just remember like whatever happens down the line in the relationship between you two because that person's going to be there like until the kid i mean you can't even say till they're 18 but it's probably going to be longer than just till they're 18 but however the relationship ends up is going to be a result of what you're sowing into it today. So the only reason why I can say that our relationship with TJ's parents, other parents are, uh, is so, you know, great as it is. And really, it's really great. Um, they come over, you know, we hang out, um, you know, Momo and I hang out. We talk on the phone and things. Yeah, our group yeah. chat's pretty lit. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about the elections. We've been talking about, like, so many things just over the years. But that's a result of, like, some really intentional heart work on both ends, right? Like, like I said, Montel from day one going up to him and initiating the conversations, and you know me even from before montel was even in the picture like praying for tj's dad while we were going through court and praying a blessing over him because like when the other parent is blessed you can kind of relax because one they're not going to be all up in your business if they have their own business going on and if they're blessed and then two you essentially need the other parent to be blessed so they can take care of your kid. Like, how can you be fighting over custody and money and child support and things like that if they don't have a blessing on their life to, to even take care of the kids? So I needed God to intervene, to take care of that brother, to, to bless his life, everything he put his hands to do yeah. because he was going to be the example for our child that that he only has one biological father he has other male influences including my husband but you know essentially that relationship is going to be pivotal in who he becomes as a man and i'm really thankful for how the how the lord has really just blessed that relationship but like i said how it looks is dependent on how you act today so just because things are good for us today if all of a sudden something comes up, we start beefing, you know, we give into the argumentative, you know, tendencies and things like that. Like it could, it could quickly unravel. So don't think that we are immune to, 
you know, some of those trials and, and testimonies, you know, as well. You know, there have been some hard times, but, you know, coming through it is because we have all worked together. Um, what's one thing that you would say to a person, and, and we can kind of stop it after here. What's one thing you would say that a person could do to better the relationship between them and the other parent, no matter how difficult the parent is? One thing, and then we'll close. One thing as far as co-parenting or as far as one house to another? Uh, co-parenting. Like if the relationship is just, it, it's just not, like maybe the person's not even talking. Like it's, it's just terrible. What's one thing that somebody who wants it to be better can do to improve it? Um, I don't think there's one thing. I think you should pray for them definitely, but also... Um, I think the one thing is doing what's necessary to build that relationship, even if it's hard. So not disrespecting that person, but also not allowing them to disrespect you, drawing those healthy boundaries and then doing everything on your end you can do to build. Like, um, I, I'm not sure what that looks like. It looks different for everybody. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> um, sorry, I'm going to ramble a little bit. But you could do everything that you can do to be an ally to that person. So, for example, with TJ's dad, um, that's my guy. He's a really good father. And this is father to father, but you could use some of this advice, I guess, from household to household. But, again, be, be an ally because the better allies you guys are, the better it is for the kids. So yeah. understanding that that's his biological dad. Like, there's been a few times we prayed on the phone and I'm like, yo, yeah. I'm his step-parent, but... Here's what goes on in your house. Here's kind of, you know, let, let's align visions. Like, I'm not trying to go against you. I'm trying to partner with, you know, what's on your son's life and, like, how could we, you know, be allies in that. And then, you know, tragedy struck their family about a year ago, and he has other kids. They ended up staying with us. You know, he had no – it was just a sudden they had to pack up and, and bounce, you know. And, you know, my kids get along with his kids well. They help yeah. out around the house. They're just super cool, you know. So you never know when you may need that person or when they may need yeah. you. So do whatever you could do to keep peace and, um, you know, just be an ally. But all around, he, he's, a, he's a solid dude and spoils our kids. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you don't have to be enemies just because you're no longer together. Amen. Yeah, even I, that brought up, like, I'm thinking, like, even in an emergency situation. So you may think, like, you never need that person. Like, forget that person. I don't need to deal with them. I just do my drop-offs and pickups. But what about in an emergency situation? Like, they're probably the closest person that has access to the kid. So, again, like Montel said, just doing what you can to make the relationship good. Not just for yourselves, but ultimately for the children involved. Um, thank you, Montel, for being a guest today. Let's go downstairs and have dinner now <laughs> and get our kids. Um, when we come back, we're going to actually pray so um, I want to pray for people that are in co-parenting situations, whether it's good, whether it's bad, or somewhere in between. We want you to know that we understand and we want to lift you up. Okay, guys? Thanks, and come back with us in just a second. Hey everyone, so thank you so much for listening in on our episode today about co-parenting. Before you go, we want to lift you up in prayer, particularly if you are in a co-parenting or blended family situation. 
We also want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcasts. We have um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and several others, Google Podcasts and things like that. Um, You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Tripod Mom or email us if you have any questions or topics that you would like to hear in the future. We'd love to hear from you at thetripodmom at gmail.com. So thank you, Lord, for all that you do. We bless you right now, God, for giving us this opportunity to pray over your children, God, our children, Lord. Thank you for these relationships that you have brought us into. I thank you for equipping us with everything that we have need of as it pertains to life and godliness, God. And I just pray right now, God, for every household that has a blended family, that you would send peace right now, God, between the parents, between the children, and um, to the homes of the other parents, Lord, that there would be unity in the relationship, God. I just speak against turmoil and frustration. God, um, let everything that's done in secret come to light, God, for the protection and the best interests of the children, God. We thank you for the example of Jesus Christ showing us how to love our enemies, teaching us to pray for them. And Lord, we do that now and we ask you to intervene in their lives, in these other parents' lives, Lord, that you would be glorified and that together we would be drawn to you. Holy Spirit, would you show us the way and teach us how to be better parents. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.